So good. Let's give it up for our worship team, everybody. Thank you. And our first-time guests, let's show some love for our first-time guests. Thank you for being here. Welcome to Highlight Church. Oh, sometimes it's a struggle to come down from the mountaintop. I don't know about you, but that was good. That was good. I'm blessed. Are you blessed today? Are you awake? You slackers? You 11 a.m.ers? <laughs> I'm glad to see you guys. You guys are my favorite service. I promise I didn't say that to the 915. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. All right. Hey, welcome to Highlight Church. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, I'm, I'm very light today. I'm in a good mood, large in part because uh, tomorrow morning, my wife and I and our boys, we're going to Florida. And uh, we're at 65 and sunshine. And uh, so we'll be praying for you next week um, <laughs> as your highs indicate teens and windy. So um, we might even stay. So um, no, I'm playing. But we will be in Florida, so I feel great about it. And uh, let's, let's get started today. Is that okay? All right. All right, join me in Exodus 23. Uh, we're going to start with verse 28. This is God speaking to Moses, um, who is also through God, God through him, speaking to the people of God, the children of Israel. And he says this in verse 28. He says, I will send terror ahead of you to drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, the Hittites. Um, but I will not drive them out in a single year because the land would become desolate and the wild animals would multiply and threaten you. Some versions say destroy you. I will drive them out a little at a time until your population has increased enough to take possession of the land. Give you some context here. Moses is speaking with Moses is speaking to um, ex-slaves. They have recently been set free from Egypt. And for 400 years, their people were slaves. It's five or six generations of slavery. And so he's taking them from a place of nothing to a place of abundance. The promised land is described as, uh, in the context of the Old Testament, as the land flowing with milk and honey. So they're literally leaving the wild, wild west. You know those scenes. <laughs> yes, I practiced that all week. And... Uh, you know, the tumbleweed scenes. And the land flowing with milk and honey was all lush and green and grapes, clusters the size of our heads. And so God was saying that I promised you this, but this is the way we're going to do it. I'm going to do it little by little. You can't expect to jump from where you are to where you want to be. It's not always going to be leaps and bounds. Many of you who have been alive and, and you've seen the blessing of God on your life, you know that God operates a little by little process. And so I want to bring you a message today entitled Little by Little. As we end off this 21-day fast, uh, Moses in Exodus 23, I'll give you some context because this is going to be an extremely 
practical heart-to-heart message. A few verses, not a lot, but I just want to speak from the heart today. And um, Moses, is he's fresh off of a 40-day fast. We end our 21-day fast today. Some of you, God has called you to a lengthier fast, and that's all good. Um, <laughs> God bless you. Uh, your pastor will be in prayer for you. Uh, no, so I didn't say with you, but for you. And it's only because God has plans to do something greater in your life. So you obey that. You trust that. And so he's fresh off of a 40-day fast, and God says, okay, this is how we're going to do this. We're going to do it. We're going to do it little by little. I've just given you the law because I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to create a nation of slaves and turn them into a nation of leaders who's going to one day birth the Savior of the world. And so um, it's, it's indicators of purpose and calling and royalty, but he's saying, I'm going to get you to that purpose. I'm going to fulfill that promise. I'm going to get you to that calling. I'm going to, I'm going to do all these big things, but Moses, because you are coming from nothing and you're going to a lot, it's going to, you're going to have to understand the principle of just a little by a little. And so uh, more context here uh, in chapter 23, what God is saying, he's saying, I'm going to send terror. I'm, I'm going to go before you and knock out the nations that are currently occupying the land that I've promised you. So my presence is with you. I'm going to go before you. The promise will come to pass. But, but, we're going to take it one step at a time. One, one prayer at a time. One 10-minute session every day of reading the scripture at a time. It doesn't have to be an hour. I'm just calling you to get away from everything, cut off the social media so I can speak to you one 10-minute session at a time. It's going to be little, but I want to set you free from that addiction one day at a time. Well, Pastor, what do you mean? Like, can't Jesus, like, heal it and, you know, can he take it away? Well, you fasted for 21 days. Did he take a lot of your stuff away at one time? No, this fast has been an indicator of little at a a little piece at a time, a little breakthrough at a time. So this is what God is saying to us today, as he was saying thousands of years ago to the children of Israel. He said that he wants us to see the little things as a big deal and start to do them in a big way. We can go home. I mean, I'm ready to get on the plane. That's the, that's the entire sermon. We see the little things as a big deal and start doing them in a big way. God bless you, and uh, it's been nice, and we'll, we'll see a new series next week. No, Saturday. Man, you better be here. I'm spending a lot of money for you to be here. Wings, stuff, all right? I told you I'm loose. All right, I'm sorry, because I always get in trouble with 11 a.m. All right, little, if you're taking notes, these are the things that seem insignificant. These are the things that when we do them, it doesn't seem as though we're making a lot of stride. And so this is what God is saying. He's saying that when you, when you do it, it's not going to seem all that important. As a matter of fact, it's going to be annoying. It's going to be agitating. You're going to have to keep doing it. And this is the big part. He said, I won't do it all in a single year. So don't expect it all to happen in 2019. For us as a church, and if you consider highlight your church, uh, God has laid, laid the word on my heart that this is the year of growth and development. 
So I'm expecting some things this year, but not all of it. Because I think I want to save you from that frustration. Because frustration happens when we have an expectation. That expectation is not fulfilled. And in the gap there is frustration. So I, I want to prophetically just declare this and foretell it over your life. There are some things that you're expecting to happen in this year, and it's not going to happen. But we're not looking for it all to happen this year. What we're looking for is a little progress. That when I turn around, when I, when I stand in June and I look back, am I, am I still here or am I over there? It's just going to be a little a little at a time, a little bit of changing the study habits, a little bit of how I speak to my wife, a little bit of how I show up to work, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. I remember um, when I first met my wife, and um, definitely a mutual attraction, and um, we had to slow it down because it was more of an attraction. It was more of an infatuation. And so um, we, we, you know, we had to get, get the purity back in, in order. You know, it was kind of getting, Jen, you feel me, y'all, everyone else got on their church faces. Just because I'm a pastor, it don't mean I, I've never had to repent. So even after following Jesus. So let's just, it's all good. It's all good. It's God forgives you, okay? So we started off kind of rocky. Yeah. All right, you get it. All right, so anyway. And then, um, no, your pastor's not perfect. So we started off rocky, and then we repented. And we said, all right. Let's slow this down, because I, I don't like the direction we're going in. <laughs> I, I, yeah, so let's, let's slow it down, and then she gave her heart to Jesus, and we, we just started little by little. We started, we read the book of John together, every chapter, and I would break it down, every verse, because I saw potential in our, in our relationship. Just, just, okay, all right, good, the book of John, and she learned how to pray, and so on and so forth. And this season, she was, a, uh, she was in nursing school. She also had a two-year-old boy. His name is Jaziel. He's in uh, HL Kids now. He's, he's about to be t- he's 10, isn't he? He's about to be 10. No, he's 10. And so <laughs> I'm like, you know, uh, this is, this is kind of weird. Like, I'm not his biological father, but there's something here. And so here we go. All right. Uh, she has to go to school early in the morning, and she won't come back till late at night. I'm going to leave my place and go and take care of Jaziel, this kid I don't know. And so it was like, just little by little, it was, hey, Jay, are you, are you hungry? Want a cracker? Uh, and I, I fed him, and he's eating. Okay, he eats. Cool. <laughs> Great. All right, I can, do the, I can do this dad thing, you know? And little by little, yeah, I got to pee, got to pee, got to pee. All right, yeah. All right, buddy. Okay. Call me when you're done. You know, he's not biologically, so I didn't want to see him. You know what I mean? So I'm just, yeah. well, I got to do number two. It's like, oh, all right, slow down. Hold that until your mom gets home tonight. All right, just hold that because that's too much, and little by little. And so, he, you know, he did his thing, and I went and washed his hands, soap, and just little. And then it was time to feed him dinner and put him to bed, and I tuck him in, and in Jesus' name be blessed, and just leave. It was just little, it was little by little. You know, and I, I could see it like, okay, th- this thing could work. I, I can be a father to him, little, little by little. And then Kyra and I, um, I wasn't as interested as she was in finding a church home. And, you know, I brought her to Jesus, but I was like, I'm good on the church thing. And I, because I still hadn't accepted my calling yet as a pastor, I was still get going to medical school and all that stuff. And she said, um, 
we need to find a church home. I said, well, you know, we got a Tuesday night Bible study. We got like 10 people showing up. Like, I'm anointed. Like, people come to hear me talk. So don't, don't, I'm, I'm a lot more humble now. I'm just telling you the story. All right, so don't, all right, that's how I was. So I'm just telling you a story. Okay, relax. Please come back next week. And so um, I don't like him. He's prideful. So uh, get it off. All right, so I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm anointed. I ain't serving no church. What are you talking about? I'm good. Like, look, my own thing. Because I saw the schedule, and it was like, well, we found a church, amazing church. And uh, they're starting a campus where we live, and it was show up at 6.30 for setup, and you don't leave till 2 p.m. for tear down. So I got a full-time job. And obviously, I have a kid now, I guess, even though we're not married. So I'm busy. And uh, just my, my heart started to, to see what God was doing, and so I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, I'm here, show up at 6.30, and uh, the, Lord, the Lord put me in the kids' room. He put me in the kids' room. Yeah, give it up for HL Kids, y'all. And um, this, is, this is humbling. So this is... This is a ministry. So when I come in and I come in and saying, well, in the name of doing a good work, and this is when you know people are committed to the things of God because they, they're there every Sunday. They don't miss. They're building the kingdom. And so I said, well, this is more than a task. So if I was doing it, I would be here before. and to use the place homes. God, um, bless, the, bless the kids' ministry leaders. Or bless these floor mats. Man, when those kids were torn, felt unbelievable. And then laughter and joy and rolling around and running around. And then we were glorified. But my, my heart myself and you know I'm, I won't have main stage and people come to church but you know what I'm just I'm just doing the the little things and, and God God taught me a lot about the little things we did the little things in a big way Pastor Car wasn't always right here and, and oh she wasn't always here. she was she was here for six seven years backup singer not not oh no backup singer distance just in the insignificant area. 
in a big way, six years. Standing guard, serving the Lord. The prophet Isaiah said, I set my face a stone to do the will of God. So if you call me here, if you call me here to hold this TV, if you call me to preach, if you call me to do play panels, I'm, I'm going to do the little things in a big way. And so as she was serving God on, in our small campus, the, the church was smaller than this, our small campus just giving it her all. The main location, it had 3,000, 4,000 people. They called her up a year later at Christmas, and they said, we want you to lead worship for Christmas because they saw that she was doing the little things in a big way. And it's, it's going to be like that for you this year. God is calling a lot of you to save $50 a paycheck. And you're going to look up at the end of the year, $1,000. Well, did you have that much when you first started saving? It's just a little progress. It, 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 it's the little talks that you need to have this year. It, it, it's, 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 for a lot of you, this is a big step, but it's a little step for God. And he's saying that you have five or six friends that you can do crap with. It's not going to take you anywhere, your marriage anywhere, your studies anywhere, your mindset anywhere. So you need to make the little step of turning from them and learning how to be alone with me and my presence because I have a promise that I'm taking you towards. It's, it's the little steps. And so after I deal with you and after I put you alone, I'll promise that I'm going to take you away from them, but I promise to bring you into a community that's going to, that, oh, y'all doing little steps too? Let's go ahead and do some little steps. But we going somewhere and let's have fun with it. And we just go get to stepping and we go get our attitude right. We go get our prayers right. We go read a few little sections of the Bible. We just go, we go do this thing. Because we got somewhere to go. It's the little things. Got to give you one or two just good friends to get your life right. And y'all will just get on to stepping. And y'all will get on to going. Because it's the little things. And that's why your friends ain't really where they want to be. Because they want to take leaps and bounds. And God is trying to teach us peace in the little steps. And joy in the little steps. And progress in the little steps. And maturity in the little steps. And growth in the little steps. Now, I know I'm 31 years old, but I get this principle of little steps. I get it. It's the little. It's just the little. And, and, and so you got to learn to do little things in a big way, being punctual. It's little but showing up to work 10 minutes before work, praying in your car, getting your mind right. <laughs> it, it, make, it, it makes me laugh when, 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 I, when we show up to work late and we're mad at our boss. <laughs> Number one, you're late. How, how are you mad? They should be mad. It's the little, like, okay, God, I'm going to show up 10 minutes early. It's the little words. We talked about that last Sunday. I was uh, on the way to church this morning. <laughs> and so we began to take uh, the boys' tablets away. They have like a half an hour to an hour of screen time every day now. Like we, we're real, real strict about this now. And so normally on the way to church, they have their tablets. And it's nice and quiet. And I can play, you know, my worship music. And I can get right because if I don't come up here right, it's just not cool. And so um, this morning, uh, we've instituted our new rule. They don't have their tablets. 
And so I'm like, all right. As soon as we crank the car and get in it, Judah, Daddy, what color is that? Daddy, what's that? Daddy, go way, 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 big, big, big speed. He's saying go faster. And so, and then Jay is like, Dad, what does this word mean in my book? Dad, dad, dad. And I'm just trying to cut my worship up a little bit louder because I'm physically tired and I have to preach the word to the people of God. And so I'm just trying to get my spirit and my mind right. Clear the mind. We were talking about that in team night last night. Clear your mind before this is a holy place people need to be ministered to. Clear your mind. And I could not clear my mind. And God reminded me. He said, aren't you preaching little by little? He said, now, now I'm going to help you couple the, the little by little with what you preached last Sunday. He said, I'm trying to teach you peace. Someone going to catch this. I'm trying to teach you peace when the outward is not your preference. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow these kids to just be chaotic. Because this is good for them to not have screen time. But it does not fit your preference of peace right now. So I'm trying to teach you peace from the, from the inside out. So how do you do this? Yeah, Judah, that, that's a red car. Son, I can't go any faster. Jay, this means this. But in my mind, I'm responding, thank you, Lord, that they're healthy. Thank you that they're talking. Thank you that we're going to church. Thank you that we're going to Florida and we're going on a vacation. I'm, I'm, re, I'm the little by little. The little. I'm not allowing the circumstance to dictate my peace. I'm not allowing what it is on the outside to dictate my progress. And it's just, the, you need to change your words little by little. Well, I, I can never. Well, I'm always. I'm making progress. I'm better. I'm making wiser decisions. I didn't read my Bible the way I read my Bible this time this year, last year, this time this year. I'm making a little progress. I didn't pray the way I pray. I didn't used to pray this way. Now I'm praying. I didn't used to feel peace and feel joy and have breakthrough and have purpose. But now I see. Now I have hope. I used to be suicidal. But now I'm going somewhere. It's the little by little. Because God understood if you jump leaps and bounds from the slavery that you are in all the way into where you want to be, it's going to crush you because you haven't built the inner, the inner. And it's the little by little. God is also saying to us, or he was saying to them and to us, doing the little things today prepares us for the big possibilities of tomorrow. Doing the little things today, today, the little, the little, today, the little. And so there's uh, this story in the Bible where the children of Israel, they're, they're being hindered or oppressed for 40 days, almost a month and a half, by the Philistine giant Goliath. Now, we, we, most of us have heard this story. And he's saying, you guys can't beat me. Send your greatest champion. Like, he represented the impossibilities. And so... Um, they were, they were scared, and they were running away. But the Bible teaches us that there's this young man 
who his name is David. The word, his name means beloved of God. And God says, I found a man after my own heart. And so David was a shepherd boy. Um, Jesse owned lots of sheep. David was a shepherd boy. And David faithfully kept his, shepherd, his sheep. And so on this day, one, one of the days that Goliath, it had been, it's like day 41. Goliath's like, ah, I'm killing everybody. I'm kicking butt. Ah. And so David left his sheep with an assistant. And it shows us just how faithful that David was with the insignificant things. Um, there was no CNN. There was no Facebook, no Instagram, no, no hashtag David and the sheep. No, what up, y'all memes, David and the sheep. Let's be like David and the sheep. There was none of that. It was David with the smelly sheep and the flies and, and, and getting the sheep over here and getting the sheep over here. And we got to lead them to this pasture. And I got to bring them in late at cold night and put them into the, you know, into the whatever it's called. They got to put them in the barn and all that stuff. It, 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 it was David and the sheep and it wasn't all that cool. So on this particular day, Jesse gives David cheese and bread. And he says, go to the battle lines and feed the soldiers, feed your brothers, okay? His older brothers are there, and he's a pizza boy. And he shows up, and he says, hey, guys, here's your pizza. And his brothers are like, what are you here for? You wicked heart. Oh, you just nosy. You just want to know it all, all the time. Where are those few sheep? Who did you leave those few sheep with? And David's like, what's up, man? trying to give you some pepperoni cheese supreme what's up some cheese sticks y'all need to loosen up you woke up late you need to loosen up let's clap it up before I go on no plan so like what's what's going on like uh, and it's like, and then he hears Goliath from a distance. Ah, ah. He's like, who's that? And they're like, um, that's Goliath, bro. He's like, did he just say that about our God? Like, we're the people of God. And he just said that about our God and about us that we can't advance? He said, let me, let me add him. Because he said, I, I've been doing this, bro. Like, I'm prepared for this. Like, let me at him. And so then he enters the dialogue, and he says this here, uh, 1 Samuel 17, verse 34. But David persisted. Let me at him. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw, and I club it to death. I've done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do this to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of our living God. He said, bro, I do this. He said, I've been doing the small things in a big way, and the small things have prepared me for Goliath. So he said, you know what Goliath is? Goliath is nothing but a big old opportunity. Because for years, I've been preparing, and for years, I've been praying, and for years, I've been faithful with a little money. For years, I've been faithful in my relationships. For years, I've been faithful in my serving every single Sunday. I'm building the kingdom of God, and when I build the kingdom of God, God will build my kingdom. God will build my family. God will build my life. I've been faithful in the little 
things. And the reason that this principle is important is, is because of this. It's because we're praying all these big prayers. We're praying, we're praying a lot of big prayers. And let me just show you what your 21 day. I don't know how long you fasted with us this year, whether it was three days, seven days, 10, or all 21. Can I show you something? The, 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 the 21, every day was a little by little. I've never not had meat before. I've never given up sugar or bread or coffee. Can I just tell you something? You're, you're doing the impossible little by little. Every day. Day one. Day two. Every day you fasted. It was the impossible. Because this is why. You're going to come against something in 2019 that you feel is impossible. And God's going to say, you know what? I'm opening this door for you. So let me remind you that back in January, you were doing the impossible. And it's that little by little that's prepared you for this big door that I'm sending you towards. And it was the little by little. So don't forget that through the grace and through the strength of God, while you were fasting in January, that when God is going to call you to pursue something greater than you've ever seen before in July and in August and in September, don't forget that you were doing the impossible in the little, and it was the doing the impossible in the little that's prepared you to overtake what's going to come your way this fall, what's going to come your way this winter, what's going to come your way next year. It's the little by little. David says, I've been doing this. And Goliath was David's greatest door of opportunity. It's the, it's, it's, it's the job that you're on. Oh, why do I got to go to work again? I don't even want to go to church. That's wasting time. I can have fun on Sunday because I got to go to work. It's just like we're trying to, I don't know, deflect, deflect stress or something by missing church. No, no, God is trying to give you a perspective so that you can see that Monday Tuesday and Wednesday is the little by little for what he has for you in 2021, 2022, 2023, 2024. It's all going to be rooted in the little by little starting today. It's the little faithfulness. It's our little talks, babe, on Mondays at date night. Monday, we always open up the first half an hour. And we're just going to go at it in, in grace because we have the same name on the front of our jerseys and we have the same name on the back of our jerseys and we want to win the championship. So it's, babe, where do I need to change? What, what's that little area that I need to change? And she says, and I give it, you know, she says the same thing. What's that little area where I need to change? Well, I didn't like when you said this to me. And I didn't like when you said this to me. And if you could please help me clean up. And I'm like, well, babe, we have such large and big vision, and we want God to do so much greatness through us. I'm willing to make the little adjustment. I'm willing to make the little turn. I'm willing to make the little shift. I'm willing to do the little thing to prepare us for the big things that God has promised us, to prepare us for the big things that God wants to do through our marriage, to prepare us for the big things that's in front of us. It's going to be a little by little. You got to do them in a big way. I, I, I recall uh, two superheroes. Um, they're not here, and uh, so I can brag about them. Jesus often employed this way of uh, bragging about people, which was interesting. He would call them great when they were not around. So just know I'm, I'm always talking good about you when you're not around. All right? I love you. Yeah, I'm not Jesus, but I'm your pastor. I'm a friend, brother, whatever you consider me. I'm talking good about you, okay? And so, um, so uh, you know, it, it was these two superheroes. They were Navy 
and they are also medical students. They just left our church about a month ago. Um, Alyssa Taylor and Morgan Wall. They both served on our A-plus team, an amazing team here at the church. All of you are amazing, just to put that out there first. Now I can go back to them. All right, so um, you, you never know that they have such big aspirations on their hearts. You never know it in light of their service when they're here at church. They're, they're doing these little things. They're setting up our signs and getting the kids' check-in area organized, and they're checking in parents with honor and respect, and they're making sure the kids are safe, and they're putting the pens in the right area and the papers in the right area, and they're just doing cleaning up and organizing. They're doing the little things. But man, if you ever sat down and talked to these two young ladies, and you ask, hey, what do you see for your future? And they're like, like it's, it's astronomical. And it doesn't have to be astronomical. You can make a big difference as a stay-at-home mom, and you can send your kids out to change the world. So I'm, I'm, not, just, I'm not just talking about quantity. I'm also talking about quality. Theirs just so happened to be astronomical. And, and Morgan told me her, her thing that God put on her heart for the years to come. And she said, and I'm praying that we can actually do it through Highlight Church. And I'm like, I'd love to build other nations. I'll let you talk to her, but I'll love to do that. And I can't help but believe that God's going to do it. Based upon what they're doing when they're here, they don't say a thing. You don't know they're here. They just smile. They laugh. They honor. As a matter of fact, every time I used to pass Alyssa, I used to kind of walk fast, too, because it, it weirded me out a lot of times. She's like, hey, Pastor Josh, how are you? I'm, I'm good. Good to see you. How can I be praying for you? I'm like, just pray for my family. I'm good. I should be praying for you. It's a little weird. You ask how can you pray for me? You know, so I'm just, you know, hey, Pastor Josh, how are you? Hey, Pastor Josh. And they still give financially to the church to this day, even though they're in clinicals in some other state. And it's the little things, y'all. It, it, it's the little things. They, they got this massive global-sized vision, but you wouldn't know it because they're quiet and they're just focused on getting this angle right. Getting, getting these things right, getting the papers right. And it's just the little things for the glory of God because they know everything that they do is going to bring people to Jesus. It's going to bring families hope. It's going to break addictions. It's going to help people out. And it's the little things. And they know that that's the key to prepare them for the possibilities of tomorrow. You got to do the little things today if tomorrow is going to be yours. You got to do the little things without complaining without bickering you got to serve God you got to pour your life out into the church you got to pour your life out over the word you got to pour your life out over people if you want to see the little things become big things we got to stop being so selfish and we got to start serving we got to start showing up we got to build the kingdom because there are people who need us there are people who are hurting suicide is at an all-time high the number one cause of death in the UK is suicide it's not depression it's not heart disease and guess what that same spirit is coming to America 
So you know what? In order to deflect the spirit of suicide, the spirit of addiction, the spirit of abuse, we need to do. Pe- we need to be people that do the little things in a big way. We need to serve. We need to lay our lives out so that God can bring us to greater impossibilities tomorrow. We got to honor the little things. I'm not going to drive them out. In one year, we're going to do the little things. And as you grow, I will give you everything that the land has for you. It won't be in one year. Got to do the little things. It's the little things. I cast out this spirit. The number one cause of death in the UK is suicide. And you think it ain't coming here? It's coming here. But when we focus on the sheep, we can break through demonic principalities that have been holding us back for 40 days. Goliath, you will die. You will go down. Oh, gee, you will go down. Because I've been doing the little things, and I'm ready to take you out. Oh, it's coming. And I try to stay out of the political realm. You know, I try to because I'm I'm trying to go somewhere. But look, man, look, let's have a real talk. New York just did some crap. That was some crap. This abortion law full term? What? What? And and now we're doing some other crap. We want to be all liberal and God loves everyone. Look, there's a standard. There's a standard. And I'm a millennial. There's a standard that we're called to live. Now we got people becoming congressmen and senators, and, and, and they're laying their hand on the Constitution and no longer the Bible. This country was built, and it prospers on biblical principles. Nothing else, nothing more, nothing less. The word of God is what we prosper on. And when we begin to make little, just, just little uh, compromises, so now we can preach it in the reverse. When we begin to make little compromises, it costs us big in the end. So it's, it's, yeah, God, I I didn't used to love you, but now I do. It's the little things. Another thing that God is calling us to do is he's calling us to celebrate the little wins in a big way. I learned to celebrate it. Once again, uh, five or six generations of slavery, they didn't know what celebration looked like. It was, yeah, we're going to get it all. Yeah. But what we have to understand is earlier in this chapter, to reference reference this, Exodus 23, verses 14 through 19, if you're going to go home to read this, Moses, before he tells them this, he institutes three annual feasts in celebration every year. He was saying every four months, celebrate progress. It won't happen in one year, but you need to make, a habit of celebrating your little progress. I've heard certain people say, yeah, during this fast, I've made a little progress in this area. Great. Let's, let's go eat tomorrow. You know, I, I want to get you a card. I want to get you a gift card. Because you, you may still be doing that thing, but you're not doing it as much. And so he had to institute a system of celebration so that they would understand the value and progress. You, you may have not had a job for the past six or seven months, but now you're getting interviews. You should celebrate the interview. 
It's a way of telling God that you're going to open a door. Your kids may not be where, where you want them to be, but as you speak life over them, as you believe in them, you're going to celebrate the fact that they heard your words. You're going to speak life over that, and you're going to celebrate that they will fulfill their purpose. They will step into the promise of God. And you got to take them out. Say, Dad, Mom, why are you taking me out? We just want to celebrate your progress. Well, I thought I was doing terrible in school. We just want to celebrate your progress. You're speaking it into their lives. And so um, I was reading an article on this, <clears throat> the importance of celebrating small wins. Um, the Harvard Business School studies how everyday life inside organizations can influence people in their performance. And so um, they analyzed uh, 12,000 diary entries from uh, 238 employees in seven companies, and they found something very interesting. Um, and this was it. The, the efforts of tracking small achievements every day enhance the worker's motivation. Um, they explained that the practice of recording our progress helps us appreciate our small wins, which in turn boosts our sense of confidence. Now, you're a slave, but you need, I need to build your confidence. Because what God said, he said, you're not the largest nation. He said, as a matter of fact, I chose you because you were so small. Because God is a God who raises up underdogs. But I have to institute this system of celebration, this culture of celebration, so that your confidence would be boosted. And as your confidence is boosted, when you fight against these nations, yes, I'm going to go before you, but there's work that you have to put in. And in order to put in that work, you need your confidence boosted. And he says this here, we can then leverage that competence towards future and larger successes. In particular, the neurotransmitter dopamine is released, which energizes us and gives us a good aura. The chemical enables us not only to get that sweet feeling of reward, but also to take action to move forward. What triggered its release in the first place? This is the very same substance that gets people hooked on gambling, nicotine, and alcohol. So that we, uh, so what we, so what the people in the study had essentially created was an addiction to progress. It's the small wins. It's the small wins. When we had our first interest meeting, I talked about this last Sunday. It was, yeah, five people showed up. We didn't know if they were going to commit to the church. We went out and we ate and we celebrated. Yeah, guys, we moved far away. Hey, at least somebody came to this weird church thing with nine people who were just smiling at them. Hey, welcome to a new church. Yeah, We went out, we celebrated. Week two, some more people came. Week three, week four, no one came. But our team had grown from uh, our nine to 20. We celebrated 20. We had week five and week six, then we we're going to launch the church in a month. And we had 24 superheroes to start this church including the nine who moved here. We celebrate. You, you, you celebrate your spouse. Hey, babe, you passed that class. Amazing. You, you celebrate the fact that oh, I want to be a full-time student, but I can only take one course. Did you make an A or B? Great. Let's go out. Let's celebrate. So that you can create an addiction to progress. Last point of what God is trying to say to us is this. Those who are faithful with little become possessors of a lot. Come on, close me out, church. Those who are faithful with little become possessors of a lot. This was a sad irony in the true story of uh, 
the Moses generation as we get ready to go home. That generation did not make it. They did not gain everything that God had for them. And it was because of their disbelief. It's because they, they lacked that principle of understanding the power of little by little. And so a new generation had to emerge. They received a death sentence. And a new generation, the Joshua generation, emerged. And they understood that principle of little by little. And then God brought that Joshua generation into the promised land, which for us does represent Jesus. But can I tell you what the book of Hebrews says? After you receive Jesus, there are better things for your life. So Jesus is the first step. And so the Joshua generation enters in, and there are guys like Joshua and Caleb and other guys. And um, Caleb is one of Joshua's best friends. Joshua's the leader, but he approaches him, and he says, um, we just spent 40 years kind of circling this wilderness. Now that we're in this promised land, God promised me something. And he said, Joshua, you're my leader, you're my friend, but I want to remind you of something. And we're going to pick it up in uh, the book of Joshua 14, 6 through 14, and we're going to go home. It says this here, a delegation from the tribe of Judah, led by Caleb, came to Joshua at Gilgal. Caleb said to Joshua, remember what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, about you and me when we were in the promised land. So Moses, at a certain point, had sent the men to spy out the promised land. They came back, and the ten other spies said, we can't do it. We can't do it. And then they tried to make the giant leap, and they got destroyed. So they didn't trust God. And so Caleb's like, we were telling two million people, me and you, that we can do this if we just trust a little by little. But they did not believe us. And so now we're here, and this is what I've come to ask you. For 40, uh, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me to the promised land. I returned and gave an honest report. We can do it. We can overtake them. We will do it. Just trust God. But my, but my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. And he says this here. This is the key. For my part, I wholeheartedly follow the Lord my God. That word in the Hebrew means I entirely did it. So when God called us to do the little things, I stopped messing with that girl. I began to read the Bible. I began to pray. I adjusted my attitude. I served faithfully. I had faith. I believed for the impossible. I showed up to work. He said, I hold everything the Lord told me to do, I did. I didn't slack on it. I did the little by little. And he says this here in verse 9, so that... So that day Moses solemnly promised me the land of Canaan on which you were just walking will be granted your land and that your descendants forever because you wholeheartedly follow the Lord my God. Verse 10. Now, as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive well and, and well as he promised for 45 years since Moses made this promise. So the Lord, when you do little, the Lord's going to sustain you. He's going to keep you. And I know you're not going to make the strides you want to make. But it does not mean that the promise is still is, is missing. The promise is still there. He's going to keep you in the little by little. He kept me for 45 years. Today, I am 85 years old. 
I am as, with my Geritol, I am as strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey. I can still travel and fight as I could then. So give me the hill country that the Lord promised me. You will remember that as scouts, as young men, we found the descendants of Anak. These were giants. They were long-necked men living in that great and walled, in the great and walled towns. But if the Lord is with me, I will drive them out of the land, just as the Lord said. So Joshua looked at him. And he blessed him. And he gave Hebron to him as the portion of his land. Hebron still belongs to the descendants of Caleb to this day because he wholeheartedly followed the Lord, the God of Israel. The little by little. The little by little. Everyone in here has a, a little by little that they need to honor so that God can bless you. God wants to bless you. Let's pray, church. Lord, we love you. We honor you. We give you all the glory and all the praise. God, I thank you for every soul in this church today. God, I ask that you would just continue to bless them and allow your favor to be present in their lives. God, I pray for the humility to just do the little by little so that by this time next year we'll be in a different place a place that you've promised us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, with every head bowed, I'm going to offer salvation. Jesus came and he died on a cross for your sins. You may feel far from God today, but you're not. Christ came to you, and it shows that God came to us, and he loves you, and your sins are forgiven. So if you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life today, for the first time, or if you're coming back to Christ, you know him, but you've been far away from him. On the count of three, I just want you to lift your hand, and as a church, we're going to pray with you. One, two, three. Lift it high. If you're coming to Christ for the first time, or if you're coming back to Jesus, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, church. You can put those hands down. Let's celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why we do what we do. So let's repeat these words after me so we can bring comfort to our brothers and sisters. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. Fill my heart. I repent of my sin. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you, church.